How's it going? Good. That's it's quite early for for me this morning, and uh, oh, yeah. I no, I, I appreciate it. What what time is it for you, Charles? It's like eight thirty, but I'm a late riser. I sleep a lot typically, and uh, yeah, I was quite uh, quite in a rush this morning, but excited to speak to you because Kosal was was quite cool. Oh no, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited to chat with you too, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, super super nice to meet you. Yes, yes, um, yes. Let me put my camera here. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I'm actually just uh, I'm actually just in a hotel right now um, okay. in weather for Texas for um, having to go to a wedding this weekend. So, um, okay, okay. yeah, nice. But, you, you'll yeah. probably have some fun. Weddings are cool. I haven't been to to one of them yet. I'm quite young, as you might see. And uh, well, my one of my co-founders is having his uh, next year, but must be must be quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. And then I'm I'm uh gonna be getting married myself in, in December. Okay. Uh, um so, uh, uh, yeah, actually, are you there? Hmm. Oh, one second. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can I hear you? Okay, hey, let me let me turn my um vpn off i think that's mm-hmm. probably what's slowing down my internet so sorry yeah. about that yeah no problem um yeah and so was this going to be a video podcast or um a we, we can have a video only yeah okay. both ways are cool like whatever whatever's best my connection is not epic here either um i'm in the mexican mountains here so i mean use beautiful have garden and <laughs> it's kind of paradise but yeah wi-fi sucks so Oh, where where in Mexico are you? I'm in uh, Morelia, Michoacan. So it's like three hours, um, eight hours. Eight, let me see, west, eight hours west of Mexico City. Oh, awesome! Cool. That's great. Yeah, I've, I've been main, meaning to uh, make it out to like central Mexico. I've heard it's just awesome. Um, I've always gone to the coast, so which which one like the the east coast i, I guess like cancun uh, Tulum. yeah cancun tulum uh like our wedding's gonna be in puerto Vallarta. nice um go to cabo quite a bit nice um, so but. been to, to all of those places puerto i didn't like that much um was it was really uh commercial um mm-hmm. cabos too but cabos was a bit better i did the half ironman there uh, oh, cool. beautiful place and obviously to to do diving uh, it's quite cool i'd recommend you try um huatulco which is like uh, way down in the oaxaca state have you ever been to oaxaca state no i haven't my wife's from there and it's it's quite magical so you'll want to do the the city oaxaca and and then head out to the the west coast it's it's like really not commercial and beautiful and like magical slash cultural experience really recommend yeah i know it sounds awesome um i'm trying to get the lighting in here to be a little better that's okay whatever yeah it's cool yeah um ready ready to roll ready to start yeah let's do it okay so Hey Pete, uh, Charles here with with his uh, his tired face. Um, glad <laughs> to have you in the in the podcast. Uh, EcoCell, I mean, Cosa was was quite interesting to me for for so many reasons. So, can you introduce uh, yourself? Introduce Cosal and tell a bit more about uh, that that beautiful company. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Charles. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm Pete Ryan, co-founder and co-CEO at CoSell. It's a lot of co's in one sentence, but um, uh, you know, so um, uh, based in Austin, Texas, uh, second time founder. Um, you know, o- outside of being a founder, I've uh, held like various uh, sales and sales leadership roles yeah. uh, at companies like LinkedIn, Oracle, mm-hmm. um, uh, Double Dutch, Trello, Alaska. Trello. <laughs> yeah yeah with the uh the product that everyone loves like i, yep. haven't, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to many people that have said oh you know i'm not a fan of trello yeah you uh, can't I hate mean, on trello it's it's free like <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah and it's uh it's um the mps for trello is like through the roof right like okay. people that use it are just fanatical about it yeah. um 
and uh yeah it was, it was a really fun product to to okay. sell right yeah. yeah talking to happy users all the time um <laughs> and so uh anyways um uh maybe it'd be helpful if i just gave you like the story of cosell and like why yeah. we founded the company yeah um yeah so uh uh so i'm over at trello uh and trello gets acquired by atlassian in january yeah. 2017 yeah. And at first there was like this shock, right? Of like, oh shit, we're, uh, and then there was this excitement that kind of, uh, happened shortly thereafter, which is, wow, like, uh, Trello has 500 enterprise customers. Atlassian has, you know, over a hundred thousand total customers. Uh, we can certainly leverage the Atlassian, uh, ecosystem, right. Of customers, uh, just to get like warm introductions and referrals into all those accounts. And, um, what you know, I, I what I was expecting to happen was that we were both on two separate Salesforce instances, mm -hmm. and we were gonna and we that we would merge like both Salesforces, so we'd be able yeah. to see, um, yeah, so we'd be able to see, okay, here's here's the rep that owns, uh, you know, Pepsi on the Atlassian side, right? But what ended up happening is we still stayed on like two different Salesforce instances. Hey. I found out that it's actually really really difficult and expensive to merge the two. Yeah. And the best we could end up doing uh, to drive referrals was a, a, a Slack channel called Referrals for Sales, right? Okay. So I would I would go in there every day and say, hey, who owns the you know Walmart account on the Atlassian side? And then you know Jill would raise her hand and say, oh, it's me. Let me you know make an introduction to my point of contact. Okay. And um, you know we kept on doing that and doing that, and um, you know and so we built Cosell to solve this problem, which is um, allowing for companies that are going after the same market that are not competitive, or even companies that have acquired other companies, right? Um, and kind of surfacing where these prospect and customer overlaps exist. Yeah. Um, and so we founded Cosell in, in December 2020. We raised a $2 million seed round from uh, Pivot North and Saster Fund. And what we um, discovered really over the last six months is that. Um, you know, uh, companies coming together and partnering up is the, the time to value is like months, okay. even some, sometimes years, right? And so um, shortly a couple months ago, you know, we, we decided, okay, well, um, why does, it, why does a, uh, a partnership, right, have to be between two companies? Why can't it be between a company and another individual that's invested okay. in that company? Good and idea. So, and so we've actually um, kind of, you know, <clears throat> I think our, our vision is still the same, our, mm -hmm. but our mission is different now, right? Our mission is all about creating these exclusive networks, right, mm -hmm. of, of um, you know, of your investors, right, <laughs> of your, you know, of your, um, of your advisors, of your <laughs> internal execs in the company, right? People, <laughs> you know, people that want are, are invested in your success, mm -hmm. um, let's, let's, um, you know, expose their networks to, uh, to sales, right. So they can uh, best support them. And I think there's been a few, um, big waves that have happened, like in the evolution of sales. Right. Okay. I think, um, certainly, you know, if you look 10, 15 years ago, like early days in my career, I remember we, you know, I would just be on face-to-face -face meetings all day, every day. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, that's, that's kind of evolved then to, um, you know, a lot of like brute force and like sales for, and sales automation, right? Yeah, yeah. And so as, you know, um, getting meetings has just gotten harder, automation kind of kicked in. It's like, well, let's just send more emails, make more phone calls, and we'll set more meetings, right? And, um, and certainly it's kind of to the point where there's so much competition in the market, every, every company um, that, you know, is raising this, uh, uh, series A, series B, it's like, they have these lofty goals. Uh, it, and so, you know, they're, they're all doing this right. And, and buyers are customers are fatigued. And so, um, you know, obviously COVID, uh, COVID hit us in, in 2020, and that's also completely changed the landscape of, yeah. you know, how companies are going to mark market and how they have to go to market. And so, um, you know, our belief, the next big wave is really relationship selling. Okay. There's really no uh, effective way to do that at scale. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think if you, if you look at LinkedIn as kind of being, 
you know, uh, the incumbent in the space uh, to say, you know, they had this opportunity to to solve for this problem, but so uh, so noisy, right? And so, um, you know, we're we're essentially, you know, the, the 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 graph is out there, right? For uh, we're calling, you know, any anyone you want to partner with a co-seller. Um, the graph of all your co-sellers are out there. And, but there's, there's really no platform until co-sell that allows for you to unlock, um, those network graphs. And, okay. and certainly, you know, if you're a rep on a team, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling off now, man. Sorry, Charles, I'll pause there. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's perfect. You can, like, you can tell I'm passionate about what we're working on. No, I, I know that, uh, I have a bunch of questions because obviously you have like a, a very interesting background. I mean, I don't know even where to start, you know, but let, let's keep that one flowing because it, it's highly interesting. I, I don't, I'm not sure if you check my background, but I'm, I'm in sales yep. too, and um, we have a, a lot in common. So relationship selling, yes, um, highly interesting. Obviously, you, you've worked at LinkedIn, so uh, you, you probably tried it yourself. Um, we still do a, a bunch of LinkedIn outreach here. I was a LinkedIn outreach agency like a couple of years ago. Uh, we stopped because LinkedIn uh, started putting restriction. And yes, the quantity thing is, is kind of true. Um, yet here we tried to play like 80% quality and 20% quantity. I think that you can brute force things when you start anything in life with quantity, but you need to let go of it because it's just not scalable. Um, to summarize Colesell, I'm Charles from Top Leads. I'm on the platform very well tried for sure because yeah, it looks like a, yeah. a really cool tool. Um, and say I, I I'm in contact with this account exec from this other company that I invited to my podcast, and and he's he's a really knowledgeable sales person, and he says, hey, I, I've got this client for you, and I I think he'd be interested in in top leads and and doing his uh, outsource SDR. Uh, can I can I connect you to that person? Um, then what's, what's the deal, you know, like he gets a, a cut from what I, I close and, and what do you guys get? Yeah. So, um, the, yeah, how the, how the platform works is like, a, you know, you would essentially create your own hub of yeah. co-sellers and really yeah. that can be anyone in your network that, um, has an invested interest in your company. Yeah. So in, investors are, you know, um, that's that's the first place you go, right? Okay. You go to your investors because they, they off, they're already offering up like, hey, we want to help. We have a yeah, they do that there. naturally, no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they do it naturally. Um, advisors are another place. Um, internal execs are another place. Uh, and then even partners, right? Um, you know, partners of yours could be, you know, value-added resellers or uh, tech partners, um, but more like individuals, right, within... Um, uh, within those orgs. Okay. And, and so um, I, I think for us, like the problem we're trying to solve is more exposing the, the network graph and less okay. about like, you know, less about like the payouts of referrals, referrals, okay. right? Um, okay. I think certainly, you know, that, that could be somewhere where we go, possibly, um, event, you know, at some point, if you want to create, you know, a, uh, a referral, um, you know, referral uh, agreement with a partner and okay. then deal closes, you, you know, you get paid out through the platform. But. So it's internally, it's really like in the company, you know, like um, I haven't raised uh, funds so far. Uh, I have a quick question for you too. Like what's the, the difference between a, an investor and, and an, an advisor? I know Tim Ferriss was an advisor uh, to some companies and, and I always see a bunch of my prospects advisor. What's the difference? Yeah. So, um, yeah, an, an investor is obviously, you know, someone put that's, that's putting capital in your company and getting equity in return. Okay. An advisor is someone that is, um, you know, providing you with advice and or, okay. you know, a network okay. uh, for, for equity, right? So they're not putting money in your company. But, um, okay, okay. and so, you know, it, um, if uh, like in your case, congrats on not, on not raising, by the way. That's, that's, <laughs> I will that's, raise that's awesome. though, like I, I will raise for sure. Like I, well, I mean, I have a bunch of thesis and I'm checking with, with my lawyer and my, my CFO, but I mean, we want to be a hundred million dollar company in three years. And, I mean, to, to do that, you need to acquire, you need to 
to to get to get massive uh, capital to do that. And I want to create the, the largest startup ecosystem in the world. So, and I, I guess you know, capital is is a tool like uh, Naval Ravikant says. You know, like yep. there's the the human leverage that I I fully use. I have a nice uh, HR machine, um, but yeah, the, the the capital thing can can be used uh, definitely as a as a very strong leverage. That is, if you master it. Now, what do you think about that? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's it's so like case dependent, right? On whether or not um, you know raising capital makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I think um, you know I uh, you know one of my um, one of my advisors and mentors, you know Scott Klein, he uh, essentially bootstrapped Status Page, okay. and you know Status Page ended up getting acquired by Atlassian, okay. and um, you know I, I think had uh, had had Atlassian approached him and said, "Hey, we, we're looking to acquire your, your company," and he had raised a bunch of capital, um, he might not have been able to sell, right? Because you know um, that's just you know uh, typically investors are not looking for you know uh, for, first base hits. You know they're, yeah. they're looking for uh, home runs, and yeah. for Scott, that's it was a great thing. outcome, right? You know, so um, it, it's all it's all case dependent, and um, I think. You know, there's uh, there's been plenty, so many success stories of companies that have bootstrapped. I think even Atlassian, you could consider to be one of those companies, right? They didn't. Well, it's a they, behemoth. Atlassian's a behemoth. It's it's a huge company, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, I, the the founders there really hadn't raised until they were just about to go public. Right? Yeah, which is yeah. incredible. Like mm -hmm. like bootstrapping to public, going public is. I mean that's incredible. <laughs> it is uh, like how how did he freaking do that? Actually, I'm I'm gonna study his playbook because yeah, and and he raised right before the the IPO just to clear a debt or something or, or what? Yeah, actually, I don't I don't know the uh, the full story there, but I you know you, in all intensive purposes, you can essentially say that you know Elassian was bootstrapped to IPO. That's right? that's so. just incredible. Um, yeah, like a, a lot of success stories, lots of horror stories too. Like, and I think horror, the, the ratio is like 80, 20. Well, I mean, um, for, for example, I'm, I'm listening to um, an audiobook right now. It's, it's Jewel, the company Jewel, you know? Um, yeah. not, not a company that I, I think I would ethically start, but still an interesting business case. And like like most uh, company like most successful companies you read about that the seals got booted of of the company by the investors i mean it's something to to suck as a ceo uh it's hard to be a ceo read a lot of, of ceo stuff I, I think these guys they grew too fast you know it's just like a an adolescent growing in in a, the, the small body you know like he bring him to the gym and he he's gonna he's gonna break a muscle or something um, the, these guys, they're, they're pretty much, you know, nerds, technical, and they had, they just have a hard time being CEO. That's, that's one thing, but I think it's, it's, it's really, it, it hurts a lot for, for a founder of a company to, to be booted out of your own company. Just imagine the feeling, you know, and right. I never want that to, to happen to me ever. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah, there, there, there's plenty of stories of that, right? And so, um, yeah, I think the, uh, whether to raise and not to raise, it's it's like so case dependent, so dependent on the the business too. Um, but um, yeah, tell me more about Top Leads. Top Leads is is an outsource SDR agency. We we basically work with a, a bunch of SaaS um, like like yours, and we fill your calendars with meetings. So we we specialize in uh, in email. Okay, so we, do, yep. we only do like uh, email outreach and we're pretty dang good at it. We, it's basically a copywriting game and, you know, like using a bunch of tools to aggregate data and uh, send um, great emails to, to those people. I mean, you, you've been in that world uh, yeah. a lot. So yeah, you, you we, know uh, we, we, we need to get your SDRs on, on Cosell, right? Because like, <laughs> you know, ultimately if, um, if, if they can see, you know, where other co-sellers can, or, you know, where your co-sellers can uh, open up a door into an account, yeah. like, yeah, they can, they can check that avenue first. And then, you know, if, if that avenue 
um, you know, doesn't bear fruit, then, you know, also send emails. Right. So I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, there's so many different channels to reach customers. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, um, uh, you know, email, phone, uh, LinkedIn referrals. I mean, these are all, all different channels and I don't think they're, they're not used, uh, they shouldn't be used like mutually exclusively. Right. Um, just, you yeah, know, all, all together. Um, that is, I yeah. mean, focusing is always cool. Also in sales, like you don't want to go like in 10 other channels until you, you master one. Uh, that's, that's kind of a, a rule we have, but obviously when you, you master each one of them and you use them all together, it's, it's beneficial, it's complementary, and it's, it's super duper powerful. I want to make sure I understand cold sell though. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, I guess it's, it's for big companies with investors, right? Or, well, I mean, does it need to be, but there needs to be like a bunch of, of people in a company with like different um, network graphs, like you call them. And say I'm an investor and, and I know this guy, I'm going to refer him to my SDR and, and what's going to, what's going to happen then inside Cosell? Yeah. So, um, so it, uh, Cosell can be used really by any company. Right. And so, um, and, and so, yeah, what, I, what I recommend, right. Uh, for any company that hasn't raised funding is yeah. to build it is to build like a team of advisors. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, give these, you know, basically carve out one to 2% of your company, right. Okay. Just, just for advisors. Right. How many and, of them like for one, 2%? Um, so, you know, you could, you could have ultimately a hundred, hundred advisors. For really? 1% yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, each, each advisor, right. Um, uh, you know, for you, right. I'm sure you're selling, you know, like CROs, VPs of sales for the yeah. most part. Um, yeah you know, there's, there's so many, uh, so many people out there that have, you know, been in the sales game for, you know, 20, 30 years, yeah. they've built this huge Rolodex, right. Yeah. Yep, yep. CROs, VPs of sales, you know, they're, they're, um, that they know super well mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and these folks know them. And so, um, you know, bringing them on as advisors, um, and getting them invested in, in, uh, your company and your product. Um, and then, you know, from there, like, you know, what, what we do is we take, um, we take, you know, uh, a snapshot of their network, right? And so their network, and then we kind of, we enrich all of that data. And we say, okay, here's a list of, you know, 100 CROs, VPs of sales that, um, you know, this co-seller that you're connected with can, can um, essentially walk you into accounts, right? Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, it's, you, you could do this for your own sales, right. Um, at top leads. Um, and, and then in parallel, you could probably do it for, for your customers. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, um, and so, um, yeah, I would say our, our website copy right now doesn't reflect everything that I'm saying. We're in the midst yeah, yeah. of doing a full product overhaul and, you know, copy overhaul, but, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, right. It's, um, it's just, it's all about, as you know, like just, you know, breaking into accounts, right. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're both going after a, uh, you know, arguably, a you know, just a trillion dollar market. It's, it's so massive, right. Yeah. Man, gen, lead gen. Well, referrals, the yeah. future of, of sales uh, in an ideal world, like people would, would only refer like other customer when, when you refer uh, someone, well, I mean, first you do it for reasons because you think the product is good and you want some social credit for that. And the company will have an incredibly easy time to, to close that lead, right? Like I get a bunch of referrals and these guys, they, they close incredibly rapidly. And moreover, they are really good clients. They stay with me and they refer me other clients. So, so yeah, I guess it's, it's really the, the future of sales there. Um, how much would I pay for, for cold sell? I guess it's a, a, on a monthly basis, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a monthly basis. Um, and we have, we have different tiers, right. Really based on the, the number of contacts that you have inside of the product. Um, and so, yeah, it's, you know, I'm I'm not going to say our pricing is complicated. We've been like trying to make it as simple as possible, (laughs) but, 
um, yeah, like very shortly we'll have basically a calculator on our website or, um, you know, you'll be able to determine the, the overall cost of, of using the product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, did you have like a, a, a good uh, 10 minutes in front of you or are you back to back? Because I had a, a couple more questions for you. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I can say okay. um, I was looking at your LinkedIn here. Uh, you started co collegiate washing. Uh, tell, yeah. me, tell me a bit more about that one, because I tried to my my first like <clears throat> entrepreneurial stint was a mobile car wash. My dad's an entrepreneur and uh, he's actually a marketing consultant. And I was like a bum at, at this time, probably like 16 or 17. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's start a business, you know? And I, I did uh, this mobile car wash thing with my friend, but he actually bought, you know, the, the pickup trailer and, and everything. We, we printed flyers. My dad helped us with, with the flyers and everything but this is where it stopped you know because we never even launched we never even even washed a car um because we sucked at sales and and that's such that's such a good lesson um for for most people that i still remember that i had this fear you know like right in the, the middle of my chest and obviously that was before i started cold calling but Without sales, I mean, you, you can't do much. So tell me about like that that experience because obviously you were successful. You did that for eight years. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to tell you about collegiate washing. One one thing I do want to add is, um, I don't know if you knew this, but the the founder of Bird, right? Like Bird Scooters. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. His uh, his name is uh, Travis Vander uh, okay. Vander Vander Zayden. Zayden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, And so, yeah, he's based out of SF. And before he founded Bird, I remember he started this company called uh, Cherry. Okay. And essentially it was, it was like mobile car wash, okay. car washes, right? And so they would come to your, directly to your car. You know, they had like this mobile kind of kit. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm wondering like if there's still a business there, right? Because like I'm thinking through right now, like how dirty my car is. And I wish I could just have an app and like while i'm at work or whatever there is and... there is man i was in canada like five months ago and there were there were these kids doing the exact same thing that i was supposed to do and they were way more scrappy than i was they they didn't even buy the um, the pickup truck they did it in a bicycle with a trailer behind the bicycle so oh, props wow. to them yeah yeah No, that's, that's awesome. I mean, there, there, it's certainly a market. Uh, yeah. I wonder if, if uh, there ends up being like some regulatory issues, right? Like where, where does the water go? Or maybe it's just, you know, I, who knows? I, I don't um, think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, yeah, that's a bit extreme, like definitely not a Uber type of problems or I, I mean, birds, I think they can be liable for if, if someone face plants in, uh, on, with their scooter or, or something, But yeah, regulatories is quite interesting. Did you read about this um, uh, Bradley Tusk guy? Oh, no. So he um, he's the guy that steps in, you know, when there's regulatory problems in, in big companies like Uber. And uh, I, I think he did another there that uh, my, my memory will, will bring it back. But basically, he asks for equity because the guy charges like, I think it's minimum like 50 or, or 80K per, per month. And instead he, he just comes in and asks for, for shares, you know? And he ended up getting like a, a huge effing chunk of, of shares from, from Uber. And, and Uber what, being what they are right now, I think he, he's worth a lot. Um, but that, that's definitely like an interesting niche, you know, a very small niche. And he's probably the only guy that, that does that, like in the Valley, uh, in exchange of, of shares, you know, and, and I found, I found that pretty cool and was inspired with, um, because obviously we're a service business We're we're launching SaaS and we have other business model, uh, here, uh, we want to create, you know, this ecosystem, but I think like more agencies should, should take like shares of, of companies in exchange of their service. Yeah, no, a hundred, a hundred percent. Um, and the, the, everyone shares the upside, right? I mean, that's the, you know, that, that's, what's huge. And, you know, there it's, um, everyone's invested. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so, um, 
Yeah. So coll- collegiate washing, right. So founded it, um, right. Yeah. When I was 15, couldn't okay. even like drive myself to any of the jobs. <laughs> so, you know, I'd have my, uh, parents drop me off, yeah. but you know, I, I started off with like garage cleaning. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I grew up in, grew up in Chicago and, you know, it, um, in the winters, right. You kind of track in all this salt and dirt and, yeah. you know, snow that just kind of melts yeah. off your car and your garage by summer is total mess. Yeah. yeah. Slush the whole thing. And so, um, you know, we'd go in, we'd take everything out, we'd power wash your garage, so on and so forth. And then, um, you know, over the course of, you know, uh, what was it? I thought it was six years, maybe six, eight years, something like that. Uh, I, you know, we, we, we moved, we moved into window washing and then, uh, garage epoxy and deck staining. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that it was, uh, it was a ton of fun, um, you know, running the business and, you know, I, yeah, I, I really did learn a lot about marketing and sales and, you know, um, hiring and managing and coaching people. Uh, and so, you know, by, by the, uh, the last year, um, you know, we, uh, ended up, do- ended up doing, you know, I think, uh, 30 K in, in revenue, which isn't bad, right. It's for, really good for a kid. Really good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, but it was, it's funny, right. You go back to college and, you know, you think you're, you think you're balling, so you're buying everyone <laughs> drinks at the bar and then your money's gone, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyways, I've been there, done that too. It's like my, uh, my strategy at the yeah. time was, uh, yeah. So that was my first, first failed, um, business, but then I got like in, in through the, the very early days of drop shipping went like, I'm not even talking about like having a, a website here. Just talking about buying stuff from AliExpress and reselling like ten to fifty times the price in, in Canada on kijiji.com.ca. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've been there, and and then from there you've moved to SF, like straight up. How how did that happen? Yeah, um, you know, I so I, I my folks ended up moving to San Diego, so I was hey. I was actually. Um, in a, in a bar in San Diego, which by, by the way, like there's very few times in your life where you're like, oh yeah, that bar experience, that was really life-changing, but this really was. So I'm in, a bar in San Diego and I meet this guy, Rob Brown, who was over at Oracle. And, you know, I'm, I'm like this, you know, kid from the Midwest, uh, and had really like no knowledge of technology. Right. I knew I was like super interested in it, yeah, but, yeah. um, you know, I started talking to him and we hit it off and then, you know, he ended up, um, you know, making an introduction to a recruiter at Oracle and, you know, I ended up, ended up, uh, landing there. And, and so, you know, um, uh, Oracle was like that, that, you know, a great first job out of college and, you know, yeah. learned a ton, um, you know, and, um, and so, and that obviously parlayed over to LinkedIn, which, you know, that, that I was just super lucky to have joined. Yeah. I, I mean, LinkedIn in early days, LinkedIn started like 2006, if my memory is good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like really like starting to take off in 2006. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might've been like 2002, but like, Gee. it was this kind of bumpy road of, uh, just capturing users. And then, yeah you know, by 2007, uh, 2008, that's, mm-hmm. you know, 2008 really, uh, is when they first started to, you know, fully monetize, you know, their recruiting products on LinkedIn. Okay. Okay, okay, so, okay. Did you work with Reed Hoffman a bit? Like, did you get to know him? Um, I would say I, I got to, I, I didn't get to know him like su- super well. Right. Cause you know, they put us sales guys in a, a completely separate office on campus, but, okay. um, you know, uh, I had lunch with him. That was cool. Um, there is super brilliant guy. Um, you know, I, I guess at the time I was in my twenties and I asked him like these really generic questions, like, you know, where do you think the internet's going? <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, I don't know where to start, you know, but, um, yeah, yeah su- uh, really, um, amazing leader and, and, um, you know, just, uh, such a, such an incredible, like zero to one, founder yeah and, definitely yeah. Were, were there a clash between sales and, and product like t- typically you know nerds vs not cool guys like w- was there a clash at linkedin with with those two departments um you know i i wouldn't say so like i felt like um linkedin um 
LinkedIn was just from the very start, right? So obsessive about um, mission, vision, values, right? Okay. To yeah. where, you know, um, compassion, right? Was like one of those core tenants to how the company was run and operated. And so, yeah, it just, yeah, it felt like, um, you know, you'd go in the office with this like warm and fuzzy feeling and you'd leave feeling the same way. And like, <laughs> it was just a, an awesome place to work. Okay. Uh, especially, especially in the earlier days, right. It's like, you know, employee, yeah. uh, employee 200 or something. So it's not super early, but, but pretty early. And then you went, well, I mean, uh, double Dutch, uh, I, I don't know the company, but looks pretty straightforward. So mobile event to, to CMOs. Um, and, but like, I want to know about like the, the 500 startups, like, is that, is that the incubator you went to, to, to uh, forge Google Hire, or was it yeah. another startup that you pivoted? Like, tell me more <laughs> about this one. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so I, I left Double Dutch, and I knew, okay, you know, I'm 26. I want to start my own company. It's time, mm. right? Um, and and so, um, you know, I st started off creating a company called Workvoice, which is basically a, a like employee engagement survey um, company. Mm. Yeah. kind of like a, you know, culture amp type company. Um, and then we ended up doing a pivot because uh, we saw this like opportunity for companies looking to hire salespeople, like job yeah. boards are noisy, LinkedIn's noisy. Let's just acquire like the top salespeople, put them all on one platform yeah. and then, you know, create this kind of marketplace for hiring sales talent. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we, we grew that to like a million ARR, uh, 200 million GMB. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that, you know, th there were, uh, a few things like personally, right. That were going on. Like, you know, my mom had passed, I'd lost two friends, like all within a span of like six uh, months to a year. That happens like to uh, a lot of humans and it's so hard, those periods in life. So hard. I've got yeah. a lot of mortality this year too, like uh, not uh, so long ago. And yeah, how did you get up that slump? Oh, uh, I'm first off, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you know, I think, um, you, 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 you can't just, I think it's, uh, if you fight it, it just, it'll take longer. You kind of just, uh, you know, you, you know, float downstream and then eventually, you know, the storm passes. I think yeah. that's just what, what happens. Um, and you know, the, I, I'd, uh, you know, I think certainly like being a founder is it's like, you know, you're, you're climbing Everest, right? It's yep. the hardest thing it's, you know, some days it feels insurmountable. Right. Yep, um, yep, yep. And when you have those things, personal things happen, I think it's, it just, you know, just weighs on you. Um, yeah. Therapy helped a lot, yep. Yep. honestly. Um, yep. So, you know, I, I actually, I even recommend every founder on the planet to see either a business coach or therapist yeah. because, you know, you you need to it's... yeah it never hurts to talk to someone it, it helps so much because it's lonely at the top it's really really lonely i mean i've been nowadays i, I wrote something uh, yesterday I, I write a lot um of emails and, and blogs and all that and nowadays i'm i'm a bit less lonely because i have you know uh, an executive team you know like a execs uh, you yeah. know vps uh, coos to talk to other leaders you know but yeah. I've been lonely for, for quite a while in my bootstrap company, you know, like being um, solo founder in that one at Top Leads and, and basically not having a lot of, you know, educated and, and smart people that, that can show like high leadership. And that, that can make a, a person crazy, you know, because obviously you won't tell, you know, your assistant or, your junior SDR, <laughs> how yeah. you feel. And they, even if you would tell them, they wouldn't understand. So business coaches is, is quite good for that uh, therapist too. Um, to release emotions, I've got this, this cool thing too. It's, uh, it's called Wim Hof breathing. Um, basically, like it's, it, it helps you release uh, emotion through respiration. And, and that can be a good one, you know, to, to feel more energized too, and then get over slumps. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so is that, um, yeah, I, I assume that's more like meditation. Is that what that is? Or, or? It's, it's rapid respiration. So it's like, okay. 
Oh, I see. It's Got like it. hyperventilating. You do it like yeah. 50 times and okay. you you hold for like a okay. minute and a half, two minutes. I'll send you a video. It's like it's yeah. game changer, game changer. Whatever really? anytime okay. you you feel um low energy during your day, I don't know. It's it's like uh, you just had a long meeting and you, you don't have any energy. Um, yeah, I just go up on my roof here uh, under the sun and, and breathe daily, you know, it's like, it's, yeah. it's like an espresso coffee and yeah. it also helps release emotions. It's, it's really odd. Um, not sure how to explain it, but for example, the other day I finished this round and I, I let go of a, you know, a, a shout. Ah! <laughs> and <laughs> where, where did that came from? You know, that yeah. was like some, some kind of anger stuck up in, in yeah. some, somewhere in my body because the body takes um emotions and that's how trauma happens you know like yeah. uh, people get trauma and, and it's stuck somewhere in their body um i'm a health freak by the way like biohacker i have my supplement company so uh, i'll surely uh send you some of that but definitely game changer and yeah it's like therapy i mean huge it, yes yeah. if you want to go like 10x speed 100x speed you need to talk to someone you need to release that you need to, I mean, I have this, this, um, this nice sentence too. I, I think they call it Onopono in, uh, in Hawaiian, which is like, I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. If someone like angered you in your day and you say that, that sentence, I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. Thank you. I mean, you just moved on. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Because in sales, I mean, you, 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 you do a ton of phone calls, um, you get it rejected a, manic, a lot. A manic yeah. depressive job, right? It's a oh, lot yeah. of highs and lows and um, you know. <laughs> uh but you done a CEO's yeah. job like pretty similar to I would say, because yes, it's it's hard. I think you you kind of develop that thick skin, but yep. you, you need to let go, you know, like a, a great soldier won't carry like lots of, of weight, you know, like he will let go of every anything that's not useful. And like you said, uh, climbing Everest is, is another good analogy. I want to climb Everest in the next couple <laughs> of years, um, like literally. And I mean, yeah. it, it's hard, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, lots of people die there too, yeah. you know, like lots of founders burn out, you know. And yeah. it's, a, it's a topic that not enough uh, of us talk openly because yeah. we were like manly and yeah, like, <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it. And and, and right. that's sad. I, I think like most um, most founders, that's their their strategy. You know, hustle, hustle, hustle. Don't have much fun. Be it like almost in that depressive state for like five years and, and bite the bullet and then exit. And then what, you know? You have this yeah. money, but you're, you're fucking destroyed internally. You, yeah, you don't, for sure. You, you don't even have enough to live life and enjoy the, the fruit of, of your work. So that that's not scalable that I don't, I definitely don't advise that. Yeah, no, I, I, um, it's, it's fantastic that you're into that as well. Um, and yeah, you, you talked about, uh, biohacking. Is that what you had mentioned? Yeah. Um, I biohack yeah, a lot. Yeah. What, yeah. What do you mean by that? So I'm obsessed with like optimizing, um, my Health. body. Yeah. 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 I, I just wrote, um, I have a, a meeting soon, so we'll need to, yeah. to end it up in like five minutes. Um, I eat once a day. So that, that's the first thing. Uh, that, intermittent that, fasting or what? Yeah, yeah. And it's called OMAD, uh, one meal a day. Um, I just found that like for productivity, like I think Jack Dorsey discovered it not so long ago too. I've been doing that for the past like four or five years. And yeah. it's pretty damn cool because... Um, first thing okay like when i have a breakfast in the morning i if if i do i have it on the weekend i don't drink the the week but i want to enjoy it and i try to maximize sleep right so like i sleep a lot and i i don't have time in the morning for a breakfast like i go walk the dogs and, and everything and if i'm gonna eat a stressed out breakfast like let's not just let's not eat it so that's that's the first thesis there second one is that yet like obviously when when you fast uh you have those those things popping up in your body after a while it's called ketones and this is great energy um and i mean i still drink um some caffeine like i i, I stopped drinking coffee during the week not so long ago but i'll drink yerba mate i'll drink teas and all of that and my my energy will be 
um, epic. It, it will be through yeah, the just, roof. Just, uh, sustained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I, I work out twice a day, get my sun exposure, like vitamin D. So my testosterone is always like high. Testosterone is quite good, but you need to, again, be careful. Um, not, not more careful than you need to be with cortisol, which is like the, the founder killer. Cortisol is, is really like where founder get anxious and do like stupid things and snap right. at people. Uh, but testosterone, I mean, you can like you, you can get quite dominant, way too dominant in a company and too aggressive and like not let others speak when you have meetings. So like I'm I'm careful about all of of, of these things. Have you like got some some tricks of your own, some biohacks well, of your own? Yeah, I'll I'll share my screen real quick. So yeah, um yeah my I know levels. Uh, Oh, uh, well, it's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I just ordered one of these, okay. my, uh, my, uh, former CTO, interim CTO, Scott Klein, I think I, think I talked to him about him, uh, talked to yeah. him about him, but yeah, he's over here now okay. and he can, I was on a call with him yesterday. He's like, Hey, you, you got to check this out. Cause I am looking cool. to, you know, shed some, shed some weight before, uh, the wedding in December. So, uh, you know, it, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to check it out and, and use it, but you know, I think that's just like one, you know, one, but I, I love, uh, I love what you're sharing around, like the two day workout, the, you know, sun, you know, getting enough vitamin D, um, and, and, uh, you know, something I need to work on. I find like, if I don't do it in the morning, right. If I don't do a workout in the morning, I just won't do it. Right. Yeah. I'll get so like wrapped up in the day. Yes. 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 But, yeah. How do you, how do you like carve out time to do, you know, not, not one workout, but two, you know? Yes. So like first life is always imperfect um i'm a digital nomad so it's like i travel a lot in mexico right now to, with the pandemic um yeah. and i i i, I mean it's, it's a this in itself is a hack you know to change environment every month or two like more two months because we like uh slow traveling and my habits change um i have this spartan race ultra coming up in two months uh, this is a, a pretty damn tough race, uh, you know, yeah. but not not as hard as an Ironman. So like the, the Spartan race is uh, 50 kilometers um, in, the, in the woods, you know, it's trails. It's not a, wow. it's not a normal marathon. Okay? It's, it's way fucking harder. It's, it, and it's in the mountains um, and there's 26 obstacles. Uh, so it's like I need to start preparing for that. Right. This is the 22nd of September. So it's precisely in two months. Um, I don't over-prepare for things in life, but the point is right now my, my schedule changed. So like right now I just adopted this little dog that's right next to me here. Yeah. And we have three others in, in, the, in the backyard here um, that is the, the, the owner as dogs. But I mean, they're, they're just like my dogs. I, I have them walk on a daily basis. So I, I don't do exercise now in the morning. I just walk and it's uphill. So you can't I can't count that as an exercise and then I go for a second one down the river uh in the woods after I'm done working um and finally I have you know this this 10 minute 10 minute hit so that will probably change uh too you know but that's that's like my physical activity habit and then on the weekend I do something really damn hard you know like go I go to the paint train and and go for like an hour to run in the in the woods like at, at maximum intensity and how do I carve out this time well I start my my day at like uh, I think 10 a.m here which is 11 EST uh, I prioritize sleep um, and this is all in my agenda and then my days you know they're, they're pretty much crazy as I, I get like 10 to 30 meetings on a daily basis but I like it that way uh, but when it it's it stops it stops you know I, I close down yeah. the computer and I I eat with my wife and go go for a walk with the dog I disconnect uh, yeah. because I think like most founders have a problem with that you know anxiety we always think about things and uh, that that's like me mostly what I've been working on in the past few months successfully I could say because yeah I, I don't worry much and there's a, a bunch of biohacks I could tell you like microdosing um, psilocybin uh, that's another good one that I could tell you about um, basically we we're in the mountains here and it's like there's a lot of humidity and there's those magic little shrooms you know that most people <laughs> uh, used to to go on trips but microdosing yeah. it's not the same thing at all it it just makes you 
it, it gets, it, it scrapes the anxiety away, if I could like describe it. And I'm, I'm experimenting with that. And so far, so good. But yeah, we'll definitely need to, to talk more because I've got a, a whole bunch of these. Uh, this is another good one. Uh, San uh, Pellegrino. Pellegrino. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, best mineral content water ever available pretty much everywhere in the world. And yeah. one, one, when you're fasting, you need those minerals in, in yeah. your blood so that you can go on. Else you'll have like a horrible headache. Um, right. I don't have headache even if I don't drink it uh, because I've, I've been doing it for years. But I mean, you need all those minerals, for example, magnesium for sleep and, and all of that to to perform right. So so yeah, it's like I'd love to share and I'd yeah. love to hop on another call with you to- Would uh, love to. Yeah, to, to discuss all of that. You, you're obviously a fascinating dude. Uh, you have a lot oh, of- Likewise, yeah. yeah. I, you, I, I really enjoyed this. I appreciate yes, you having me. I, I enjoyed it too. Um, I, I mean, this podcast quite short, but like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about more about uh, Trello, Atlassian, and obviously Cell, <laughs> and, and I just signed up, so so please accept my yeah. my request so I can get in. <laughs> yeah, we're we're probably like four four to six weeks from like launching our new product, so okay. you know I'd I'd love to get you in at that point. Sure. So yeah, we're gonna we're we're re, we're doing this whole co-seller experience, and um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, let's let's do it. And I, I enjoyed uh, this conversation. Have awesome. a nice wedding, man. If, <laughs> if you drink, make sure to drink a lot of that too. Pellegrino, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will. Pellegrino I will. and uh, yeah, a bunch of, of other things like for for hangover, basically like a sun exposure that hit the gym if you can. And yeah, have a lot of fun, man, because life is life is limited. Memento mori. That's right. That's right. I love it. <laughs> Well, hey, All listen, right. I, I th thanks a lot, Charles. Super nice to meet you. Yes. And, um, yeah, great combo. And uh, have, have good luck on your race. Thank you. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Bye bye.